Las acciones dicen más que las palabras. Abre el Pro Access Tailgate disponible de la nueva Ford F-150. Sí, una puerta oscilatoria de fácil acceso para convertir su cama en tu nuevo taller. Conecta tus herramientas al Pro Power Onboard disponible. Ya sea que necesites soldar o cortar madera, con la F-150 puedes. Fuerza así de inteligente, solo puede ser F-150. Construida con orgullo Ford. Pro Access Tailgate disponible en la primavera de 2024. Episode 36 for Bet Your Ash. 36. That's Cornelius. I'm McGee. And what what is this cigar I'm about to light up, my friend? Um, It is the Conquistador by Arturo Fuente. It's okay. Arturo Fuente uh, brand. Uh, you know, I, I'd say, I don't know. A lot of people like what they smoke. You know, some people like the curly heads by Arturo Fuente. Some people like the chateaus. Some people, you know, you get into the Hemingways, Hemingway line. You know, some people even when you get into the Opus X line and things like mm-hmm. that. Um, maybe because I'm more of a medium to full body smoke, you know, pre- preferred smoker. Not my favorite smoke. Conquistador. Um, yes. Okay. Uh, I do like some light and some light plus smokes that have some, what do you call it, uh, I don't know, some complexity to it that I can actually acknowledge. Um, I just don't acknowledge the complexities to this particular smoke. Now, someone who smokes more light cigars, yeah, lighter cigars, they might be able to acknowledge those. I, I just can't, you know, distinguish them. Well, I've never tried one of these. Mm-hmm. So... It's uh, it tastes pretty good, like mm-hmm. off rip. But we'll see, we'll see what happens. Very affordable. Um, definitely one of the more affordable Arturo Fuentes that we carry. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people say that they like it because of the smoke. It creates cool. a lot of smoke. Oh, it's extra smoky. Yeah. But so what makes it that way, or what can make it good that way? Question. Good question. I've. You know, I've only overheard. I have not gotten a specific answer to that question. I do know that there are certain leaves that burn very smoky. I've overheard uh, some blenders uh, come in and they've kind of said that before. Yeah. And also the way in which it's rolled or the amount of tobacco or things of that nature. And the fact that this has a fantastic draw. I will say that. Yeah. Oh, it's a great draw. That's what I noticed mm-hmm. right away. And as soon as you pointed it out, I'm like, holy shit, it is super smoky. Mm-hmm. I can see how, um, I've never even really considered this, but I can see how some people might enjoy that because that's the fun in it. You exactly. Know? And if they're not somebody that's smoking cigars regularly for mm-hmm. some other reason, you know, they're smoking it occasionally is more of an event. And so they want that mm-hmm. that exhaling glass of smoke is their participation in that event, and, yeah. you know. Exactly. I I'll put it I put it to you this way: some people that you know um, that um, 
cause reward type of approach to smoking is what they look for. Other people it isn't. I'll give you an example. There's a uh, uh, a guy back in Chicago. Uh, he was my father's accountant, and his name was um, Phil Rosenthal. Pretty sure that's Phil. I think you told me about this guy before. Yeah, you went to his office with your dad, and he smoked cigars, right? Back then, you could smoke in the offices. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. I even remember you could smoke on planes, but that's like. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm just old enough to remember that. You know what I mean? Like just barely, you know. And and you, I mean, you know, those type of cigar smokers. And this guy was about maybe I don't know. 450 pounds. He had a conference desk as or a conference table as a desk. Yeah, he had a conference room, it looked like, as his office because it was huge. Maybe because I was only like six or seven years old. Yeah. But I, or recall my brother and I would sit down and we'd look at this guy and he'd have this little quarter of an inch cigar just, like the, just the, nub of his cigar. the nub of the cigar just hanging out the side of his mouth <laughs> barely ever removed it i mean we'd be there an hour and a half or whatever he still had the same nub it's like a caricature yeah <laughs> and, and uh <clears throat> and you would say that cigar isn't even lit it's not even lit and then every so often you'd see a little puff of smoke just come out of it you know not much just a <clears throat> Just a little puff of puff of smoke, and you're like, "Good grief, it's still lit!" And you know, it's like, you know, you must be able to smoke that for a day. You know, I used to think, yeah. you know, oh, that those cigars probably last for a day or something. Um, but you know, other people smoke cigars, and you know, they last a lot shorter and a lot shorter amount of time, and create a lot more smoke. So yeah. it just depends. Yeah, that's wild. Yeah. So, um, speaking of smoke. What, where are you going with that? Professional segue. Who got the smoking deal in the free agency this past week? Uh, in the NB and the A. It's, there was, I mean, it's almost over now, right? There's, yeah. There might be a few trades. There's no more, nobody else really getting getting well, paid except Ben Simmons. <laughs> just well, since got, our last podcast. Just got ex- massive extension. Since our last podcast, uh, the Westbrook went down. That went down beforehand. We talked about it last week. We talked week. about Westbrook to uh, yeah. Houston? You should listen to our podcast sometime. I know. Yeah, I could have sworn that happened. It's, it's oh, that yeah. Good. It's that we're, we're getting a little bit better every week. You, know? You're, we you should are. check it out yeah. sometime. It's available I will. I will. on Apple Podcasts <laughs> and Google Play. It's, it comes out every Thursday. It's actually on a bunch of other services, too, but those you, are the two big ones. I'm going to check it out today. Yeah, you should. You should. But I well I don't I don't remember talking about because we we have Russell Westbrook because I would have I would have had prime opportunity to throw some snowballs at him yeah I didn't I don't recall doing that so Westbrook and, Westbrook and Harden is a bananas team or matchup you know could be could be dynamic could be could be um, explosive. Chris Paul is more of an administrative type of a point guard, whereas um, I don't think Russell Westbrook could do that if you paid him to. And I think that's what they're going to be paying him to do. Maybe we didn't talk about this on the podcast. I don't. I don't recall because I'm scratching not to repeat myself, and I'm yeah. like, I don't think I, re- I remember. I think we saying just it. talked about where Russell Westbrook. Oh, could George. Go. 
And yeah, we talked about Paul George and 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 and, and uh, Kawhi Leonard, right. but then we just talked about where Russell Westbrook could go, and this right. went down. This went down right afterwards. I think so. I think so. That's the problem with the so weekly thing. We might have to switch to a daily format, man. Everything keeps happening, you know. I mean, you know, the world. <laughs> it's happens, not stopping. It's it happens in ten minute increments. I mean, you got to be plugged in, and uh, I think you're right. And, and, right. and ready to go there. I do remember that you texted me right when it happened, and um, I believe I believe the text read, "Wow, <laughs> that send." Yeah. July the eleventh. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And the eleventh was. Yeah, it's not a week ago. You're absolutely right. We didn't yeah. talk. About it. Okay. Well, I know. I, got you, one thing I right. know. Like <laughs> you're not the biggest Harden fan, and you're not really a Westbrook fan, and you don't see. Them playing well together on the court. Am I? How close am I? <laughs> well, true. <laughs> so one of the things that uh, I keep forgetting the Houston Rockets. Uh, Mike D'Antoni. D'Antoni, man. Um, I was gonna make a break. I, this, it's got to work. Yes. This has to work. Or well, has, it has to. He's but done. his whole staff was fired this year. Yeah, and replaced yeah. this year. But okay, so let's think about this. Let's, okay, let's, let's, you know, a lot of people. They, they, things happen and, and they forget about a lot of things. Yeah. So, um, uh, D'Antonio. Mike D'Antonio. No, Mike D'Antonio. D'Antonio. I think just Mike D'Antoni. I think it ends with an I, not no. Okay. Mac, Mike D'Antoni. Mikey D. The Houston coach. Yeah. <laughs> um, when, in, in his press conference of just coming out about Russell Westbrook coming over, one of the things he said is that. Um, they're working on um, some game management. They'll basically only be playing for half yeah. of the game together. I get it. And then you pl- kind of platoon them and let them both let them both do their be their their best where they yeah. control the ball and yeah. load you know load management wise you're keeping the minutes down for both players and you keep them ready. They'll be fresher in the in the playoffs. So, quick question here. Remember how when Harden was just doing everything and we were yeah. saying he's going to be tired come the right, playoffs? Right, right, right. Now this is, they both stay fresh. Okay. What's your quick question? Quick Sorry. question. Um, LeBron James and... Um, Antonio, or Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis. Yeah. Do you actually think that the coaching staff is coming up with ways for them not to play together? I see your. I see, and I can go on and on and on. No, I get the it. big trades that they're like. Oh, I they're going to be great together. Oh, they're going to be gonna great. Gonna they're going to be great. Two stars or a great duo. Like, how are you going to? Like, like, how are you trying to figure out ways to keep them apart? Yeah, I and, and one of the first things that he says is that we're going to manage their time apart. Yeah, I, I get it. I mean, <laughs> that says a yeah, lot. Yeah. That says a lot. I was listening to the hurt, and he said that. Harding, uh, Westbrook, mm-hmm. CP3, these type of players, right? They don't go through high school being the jock. They don't go through college saying that they're the best in you know in 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 college at this time. They don't come into the league in the first round. They don't get max deals, and then eventually someone tells them. Great. Now I'm going to need you to do this. Yeah. 
It doesn't work that way. Right. It's not a basketball issue. It is a character and person issue. And you, you that doesn't change. Yeah. No matter how much you try to change it. Carmelo Anthony. Carmelo freaking Anthony. It's hard to change. It's that whole you can't teach old dogs new tricks thing. Hey, man. What I mean, got you he, here is what got you here. And now right. I'm asking you to do something different than what got you here. Right. right. How many high-scoring uh Players in the NBA died a um, well-honored, you know, I don't want to say death, but a well-honored, you know, farewell by just coming off the bench, hanging out in the wing, assisting, doing this and doing that. Come, you know, they were like, yeah, Carmelo Anthony, like, yeah, I don't work that way. You guys gonna have to run this through me. Yeah, and they're like, mm. it's too bad because if there are players that were able to shift their game, right? Mm-hmm. For example, oh yeah, right. If if Melo was able to do that, because that those last few years of Ray Allen, mm-hmm. when he realized. Hey, I'm right here. I'll hit this three when you guys are ready. Mm-hmm. Oh, got it. Shoot. You know, if Melo could shift his game to that, he could be deadly as an old man game. Right. You know, but, you know what? I put up an argument for this, but it's actually for the second three-peat for the Bulls with Jordan. I always say that, hey, all of the, with the exception of uh, Rodman, all the people that came to uh, the Bulls were either made, their name were made when they, their name became made when they were on the Bulls or they were drafted right into that team. Yeah. He made that team. Yeah. No, and, and people today can't say that. They're actually manufacturing teams. Yeah. That's the difference, right? But with one exception, there was a player. That whenever, and I actually saw him play in person. I went down and saw him play. And I says, this guy is just almost as good. He plays the same type of game as Jordan. And I don't hear a lot about him. But this guy is freaking unbelievable. And then he got a knee injury and then ended up on the Bulls. And I thought that that was the tipping point for the second three-peat run. And that was um, Ron Harper. Ron Harper, Ron Harper, I thought was, I said to myself, Ron Harper is like a slight, you know, degree off of Jordan. I mean, he the way he drove, his his jumper, his passing, his everything. And a lot of times what they would do, said Jordan, bring in Ron Harper. They wouldn't miss a step. And a lot of people didn't pick that up. Yeah. When he was with Cleveland, a lot of people, because he didn't get a lot of recognition, A, he was with Cleveland, and B, he didn't get a big name for himself before, but he was putting up 40-point, 50-point games, 30-point yeah, games. And he got hurt, and he didn't quite come back. It's so. a different time, medically, like rehab-wise, etc. Yes. Like Now people are recovering from injuries in, mm-hmm. in much more... Uh, Impressive ways with the technology and medicine, yeah. etc. You know, whatever, whatever they're taking, mm-hmm. whatever they're flying to other countries to do because they can't do here, <laughs> and whatever, you know, stuff's mm-hmm. getting smuggled in from other countries to get shot into them. Whatever. Technology, yeah. you know. Um, um, I, you know, the, getting back to the Westbrook, yeah, uh, Harding thing. Um, I go back to when they played on. The uh, Thunder together. Yeah. They weren't out on the floor very often. No, Harden would come... Once Harden would come in and give Westbrook the The break, break. and then he would play the Westbrook role, right? And it would... 
it, that's you, you saw how good Harden was or he mm-hmm. got in that mm-hmm. role and mm-hmm. therefore he got his own team. Exactly. It's going to be weird to watch him, but maybe, you know, maybe it'll work. I'm, I'm, I, I don't think they're going to miss the playoffs or anything. I don't think it's going to be... Well, I don't think it's going to explode. I, I'm going to be honest with you. I think they're going to drop a few... Slots. Well, also the West is just deep, man. Yes. There's like ten. We we did talk about this. There's like ten teams fighting for eight spots. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's gonna be. It's mm-hmm. just gonna be crazy. Everybody should be proud to make it next year. That's mm-hmm. how crazy it's gonna mm-hmm. be. I think. I think. Man, Jokic and um, the point guard uh, Murray. 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 I, I mean, Jokic when he's you know, when he's all done and his st- statistics come out, especially coming out as a big man in yeah. this oh, his day and gonna time, is going to be... Presuming health. He's yeah. going to have incredible numbers. Oh, my gosh. He's the best passing... He might be the best pass... He might be the best passing big man of all time. Since since Arvidas Sabonis. <laughs> Our yeah. Sabonis was incredible. Yeah, he was. Incredible. He was. He was. Yeah, but, yeah, the, that and, but oh, yeah. that's what started the whole yeah. big men knowing how to pass. Chris Webber, other a lot of good guys, a lot of guys that that have that Ex- ability. Exactly. Yeah, because I mean, Sabonis. we did th- we did do this last week, and we counted. Started counting teams at yeah, the top. Yeah, that's what I was saying. There's like ten that are in the West that are good. You know, if and, you and you say Spurs might not make it, right? Or Minnesota might not make it, right? Or, or I mean, there's a lot of great teams. <coughs> well, a lot not, of great teams. Not to mention, I mean, so if the Spurs didn't make it, don't make it next year. That would be monumental. Don't we agree that that would be the first time? Isn't in it the first time in two decades. Yeah. I think they've been there going 20 on, straight years. Going on 20. Yeah, if not 20, um, going on 20. Yeah, 21. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. So. That just, it just speaks volumes I mean, about Popovich, how good he yeah, is. Yeah. I mean, so. It's all about coaching. You got to think. You got to think. I mean, he is the, um, he is the um, New England Patriots of Belichick. Oh, for sure. He is the Belichick. No matter what you give him. Yeah. He's going to plug him in and make him work yeah. to his, and he's going to make the playoffs, yeah, right? For sure. So you, if you don't eliminate him, if you don't eliminate the Spurs, then one of these teams that we're talking about is in for an upset, for sure. So you know? the other thing that that's like still up for conversation that as a result of all the moves that Oklahoma City Thunder have made, mm-hmm. right now their roster is Chris Paul. A bunch of like contracts that expire, or young mm-hmm. guys, and then a ton of picks. Right? Mm-hmm. What doesn't fit is Chris Paul. Chris Paul is likely going to get traded again. Mm-hmm. And there's still Kevin Love, who is in a similar boat, where he's the only right. kind of win now guy on a roster of young guys. Right? So I think those are the only two big trades. Although you never know with the NBA. You apparently, never I never thought Paul George was going to get traded a year <laughs> after he signed the, that extension. Yeah, but I think those two trades happened before the start of training camp. Uh-huh. Both yeah. Kevin Love and well, Chris Paul. And the question is, where do they end up, and and who do they make better? And uh, like you know, how does that change right. things? Well, the Pel- you know, the Pelicans. You might look at it this way: they picked up that other guard. Uh, they picked up JJ Redick. JJ Redick, right? No, not JJ Redick. Oh, uh, Roy, Roy, the one you really like. Uh, the one I really like. Yeah. Uh, Let's look it up. Yeah, let's. But um, 
New Orleans Pelicans roster. <laughs> no shame in our research. No, this is research right here. <laughs> they got Lonzo Ball. Huh? Derek Favors. Oh, man, this team's horrible. Josh Hart. It's actually not that bad. Yeah. It's not that bad at all, man. They got some good players. Because I like Brandon Ingram a lot. Drew Holiday is a superstar. I'm, I'm they picked up Jaleel Okafor, or do they have him? No, they did sign in J.J. Redick. I was J.J. Right. Redick, I was okay. There. I was right. And Okafor ended up over there, huh? Okafor was there last year, maybe? Could have been. Could have been. Could have been. Yeah. Um, Chris Paul might be that slight on-court coach type of... You got fucking Lonzo for a, for a fraction of the price. Yeah. You're, you're, well, you got him in a grab bag deal. Right, what but got. what New Orleans doesn't need a starting point guard when they got a starting point guard who's on a rookie deal. You know what I mean? Like, there's think about how much money they're saving by by paying Lonzo to be their starting point guard instead of paying Chris. Oh, Ball, I agree. I right, agree. that wouldn't work. The teams that would pick him, I would think, would be you know, same with Kevin Love, like like a team that's a piece away. You know what I mean? And has some expiring contracts or whatever the other team's looking for. So you know, Miami could put a package together of expiring, and, and none of those teams are looking for a forty-plus million dollar. There are some old. rumors about it, Miami grabbing Chris Paul and doing Chris Paul and Jimmy Butler. I think the better move is 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 Kevin Love. You know who else might get traded is Bradley Beal from Washington. From Washington, yeah, he's fucking, he's great. He is, and that team's going nowhere because they locked up one of these massive extensions to Chris John. John Wall and he's not gonna play for two years. You know? Are forever point guards turning into the running backs of the NBA? Whereas they're replaceable and you shouldn't give them big contracts later in their career. Did Chris Paul? Yeah, get the last big did one. Did he really, really sucker punch the NBA management staff I in the that. nuts by saying? And you know, I mean, think about it. I mean, really think about it. We're talking about the point guard position, yeah. right? Now, Russell Westbrook, another, uh, Westbrook, another one. Another one, right? Um, I, I know the stats. I know the stats, right? I got it. Yeah. But this isn't... He's a, a compiler. Yes. This isn't <laughs> a league about stats. It's a league about wins and losses. And, yeah. My question is this. Okay. Are the Rockets better after that trade or before that trade? Are they better with Westbrook instead of Chris Paul? They're no... I'm going to use bad grammar here. They're no worse or all. You think they're? It was a. It was a parallel move. I think they. They I made think, a change. I think. I think, it, I think it was parallel bad decision after parallel bad decision. Huh. I do not think that the answer to Houston's problems is taking a more energetic Chris Paul. <laughs> Chris Paul, which I would say is Westbrook, and putting him next to Harding. Well, so he's, he, I think the contract is three, or is one year less. Mm-hmm. So it's one year long, like, like less of a commitment. Mm-hmm. And he's like four years younger than Chris Paul. True. He doesn't have the, the injury history that Chris Paul has. True. He also gets, although sneaky good rebounder Chris mm-hmm. Paul he gets the long ones you know and mm-hmm. in today's game with lots of three pointers there's more yes. long rebounds so that's important but Russell Westbrook averages 10 a game <laughs> you know, like, he gets them all like over he gets yeah. now now there was I think I think Harding would have been better served with a point guard like J.J. Reddick 
J.J. Redick doesn't play the point guard, but... Well, I mean, not J.J. Redick. Um, Jeez, I keep putting them together. Uh, he's got a Spanish last name. Ricky Rubio? Rubio. Oh, I think so, too. But I love Rubio's game. He's like yeah. a true point guard. He's a yes. distributor. He, and in today's play. game, when every position player can hit a three... That's what you want, and yes. you know, and that's why I think it like Lonzo Ball can actually be very effective in New Orleans. Mm-hmm. They've got you know with JJ Redick, with Zion, with a couple right. other players. Right. If he distributes and Ingram and is right yes. there, you know, yes. they let them do the scoring and do the distributing. That can really work. The whole like score first point guard thing is, uh-huh. is yes. it's a it's a way of it's a it's a style that you have to adapt an entire team to. Well, you know. well, the score for, the score first point guard situation is like the wildcat situation in the NFL with uh, Michael Vick being the first out. In this case, the first out was um, Golden State uh, Curry. Yeah, I mean, and I'm not, you know. I mean, you could easily say, "Oh, hey, what about AI?" Okay, well, no AI. No, he was a score first point. Oh, he was a score. score he's, first. Who all, he's who all these kids grew up wanting to be. Like that's the reason. Correct. Correct. That, you know. I, I want to say that, and they did have some success. So I can't take that away. Yeah, so finals. I'll say the AI Curry effect, right? Yeah. But you gotta admit, you have to admit that people have started. This is what professional sports do. They look, they analyze, and they adjust. Yeah. They look, they analyze, and then they adjust. And then they keep doing it until they get it right. And if you don't have some sort of an adjustment along with it, yeah. you go by the wayside. Yeah, you figure out a way, whether it's get longer, you know, yep. spread out the defense, mm-hmm. you know, do a box of one, whatever it is, you figure yes. out a way to shut down the strength of the other team. And don't get me wrong, I think... For years to come, Golden State is going to be there. I just think it's going to be a heck of a lot harder. I think I think it would have been a heck of a lot harder. Think about all these trades that took place because the Durant trade did not. Nothing that happened with the Golden State did not affect all of this adjustment in the West. It, you almost could say that all of this would have happened even if Durant would have stayed in Golden State. Well, a lot of it would have. Everybody, all yeah. these free agents came became available the same year. It was amazing. Exactly. Yeah. So. The thing is, is that if Durant would have stayed there, or if Durant never even got gotten hurt, all of this would have happened. Happened. Yeah, just maybe some teams would have ended up with some different players, but you know, and it, there would be just as much movement. Yeah, and it would have been just that much harder. Yeah. Next year for Golden State to make it out of the West. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, it, I, I I still think they will. I think Clay Thompson will come off injury and be if you know, mm-hmm. and the two of them and Russell like. D'Angelo Russell on that team, like I think they'll do great. Mm-hmm. Basketball's exciting. How, how did they get D'Angelo Russell in? That was the they did a sign and trade with Kevin Durant. That's oh, why that's he was. Right. They were both free agents for yeah. the respective teams. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. 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 Uh-huh. You, you know, I was thinking about that. Right. D'Angelo Russell definitely cannot be mentioned too much in the same category as Durant. Right. However, but they're going to need offense with yes, Clay Thompson out. You know exactly. what I mean? It makes a lot of sense. It keeps them viable. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Plus, they added Willie Cauley Stein, who gets some buckets. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And like that'll that mm-hmm. keeps them viable. Mm-hmm. And then when 
Clay Thompson gets back, if he looks super healthy and it's early enough in the season, maybe you can still trade D'Angelo Russell or you just keep him, you know, and you, you, you load management the hell out of Clay's minutes, you know. Mm-hmm. Even though the word is is that they didn't trade for D'Angelo Russell to trade. To, to trade them, yeah, that's what, that's what they to said. Say. Yeah, but, yeah, but, yeah I, I think, yeah, they could definitely trade them. So, um, who else did Golden State trade? Um, their the, number one stopper, Draymond Green's still there, bro. No, the used to play. Coach. Used to be number one guy with the Sixers. Came here to Denver. Oh, Denver. Andre Iguodala. Yeah, Iguodala. He's on Memphis, but I think he gets bought out, or he he might get traded still. Yeah, that'd be a good addition for like. Houston. I think I said he was going to go to. Houston. That could really work. No, nah, that would. or Dallas could use a, a vet who's been there to right. lead all those young guys. Oh, that, yeah, that, yeah. they're talented. Yeah, um, or you know. I think he's a benefit to any team, man. He could be a yeah. benefit to any team. You put him on the put on the Lakers, and they're mm-hmm. great. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? You put mm-hmm. him, add him to the Clippers roster, and they're great. Whoever. He wants to be well, in a situation. And honestly, you don't spend that much money on him unless you're in a situation mm-hmm. to win this year. And see, a lot of people... A lot of people... He could go back to Philly. He could. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> say, a lot of back people, here. Come back here. Yeah, come back here, right? Hey. A lot of people don't understand that... that what compiled that Golden State roster is you ended up with three number ones playing on the same team. Yeah, now, it was good. Uh, let me qualify Sean that. Livingston was great, too. You know, they, it was all winners. It was. So it was all guys that had won elsewhere yeah. and came together. And but Iguodala was the stuff. He was the yeah. guy in Philly. Yeah, he was phenomenal. Brought into Denver to be the here. guy. And then went there and says, hey, you've been the guy all year, you know, yeah. I just want you to slide just a tad bit to the left, and you'll be there. Yeah. And, and he was like, okay, Durant, Finals same thing. MVP, and Godala, yeah. and Godala got the finals MVP. Yeah, yes, he did. Yeah. Yes, he did, you know. He wouldn't so. have got that here. No, no. He's, yeah, so he's still available, and so Sean Livingston, actually. They waived him because they did. There was a lot of money here, and he's getting older. Yeah, yeah. He, and he wasn't, he's not... Uh, he wasn't years, as good as he was two, three years two ago. Two or three years ago, yeah. He, two or three years ago, I'm like, oh my gosh. They they bring, they take out Curry, they put in, or they take out Clay, they put in Lemmyston. They didn't really lose anything. This guy is so yeah. good, you know. Yeah. And uh, last year, yeah. man. Let me try one of these professional transitions. Okay. You know who else <laughs> was, was better two, three years ago, or was different two, three years ago than they are now? Hold on, let me help you out. Who great? <laughs> so two, three years ago, we never thought Tiger Woods would win another uh-huh. major, mm-hmm. and now he just won the Masters mm-hmm. re- earlier this year, and this weekend is the British Open. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, fun tournament, yeah. right? Because it's the link style golf, mm-hmm. and it's wide open, mm-hmm. and so Casey Earl Flynn came in the other day and talked to me about it, and I'll play that. I'll, I'll like add that interview into okay. the podcast, like, All right. right? But he talked me into picking Matt Kuchar. But right. I think, I think Tiger Woods. He he made a good point. Tiger Woods will make the cut and then miss the top twenty, gotcha. right? Gotcha. Um, and I've I think that. that's right. Yeah, is it's wild. There's you the accuracy is more important than distance, and mm-hmm. you just got to like if you miss the green. If you miss the fairway in in this course mm-hmm. and in a lot of courses in Scotland and Ireland and etc., this is in Northern Ireland. Mm-hmm. Um, 
it's just it's just like knee high weeds here, and like it's, it yeah. can't get the ball. It's hard to control it out of there. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I'll play that. I'll play that in. All right, and that's cool. And then I was thinking, next week we could get back to talking about football, right? But next week maybe we have Babs from Baltimore come in and tell a story because last night her and I. Played in a tag team tournament at, mm-hmm. uh, that that was part of the Heartland Poker Tour. That was mm-hmm. this this week at Golden Gates up in Blackhawk, mm-hmm. and we actually did pretty well. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was interesting because it was a team event, and I had never done this. Yeah, right. Like it was wild. We both started with a stack, mm-hmm. stack A, stack B, and every time the blinds went up, every twenty minutes or whatever, I think it was twenty minutes, mm-hmm. we had to switch seats. Mm-hmm. Right, we we would go play the other stack at the Every, same table, different tables. It was like a, there was hundred and seventy something entrants. Oh wow! Right, it was a ton of tables. They would they would never let the two teammates be at the same table. Okay. But I would go over to her spot. She would come over to my spot yeah, and then yeah. play there. And then once one of the stacks was felted, then every time the blinds went up, you just switch seats at the same thing. What happens if at the end there's two from the same? So that's when if that's what that's the goal. Mm-hmm. That's what you want. Mm-hmm. When they got into the money, which was only the top nine, even though mm-hmm. there was a ton of people in this, mm-hmm. right? But when you get into the money, if you have two, if you have both stacks alive from one team, you combine them and then start alternating. Oh wow! Man. So that's the goal is because then you all of a sudden you're the chip leader. Right, right, right. But we did really well. Wow. Yeah, yeah. So. Um, it was it was fun. I like I said, I never played a team tournament. I want to play more of them. I thought it was like it was really an enjoyable experience. You know, um, have you have you ever have you ever played golf? Golf? Yeah. So I used to uh, just a little bit. I was just learning. Uh-huh. I was just getting to the point where it was worth counting how many yeah. strokes I would take, and then uh-huh. my back got real bad, uh-huh. and so I've never. I- I was I was listening to a podcast about the new book that came out, Cheat of Staff. Yeah, about about the president Donald and Trump. Donald Trump, how he, he cheats at golf. Yeah, apparently and, that says a lot about a person. A and he, he hasn't been the only president to do it. In, in all fairness, no, but, I'm sure he has not. But, <laughs> but sure his not. but his take is like way out. Like it's like spades. If you don't get caught, it's not cheating. Yeah, like okay. he's a twenty time club uh, That's uh, funny. club winner or club championship winner where even some of the best amateurs have only won four in their lifetime. That's funny. And he said, uh, he, he, it was just one part of the story where he told this one um, well-known amateur that, hey, you won the, uh, you know, the club championship, you know, blah, blah, blah. Uh, but that's not true because you didn't play me. And he says, okay. So, well, we're going to play these last six holes and we'll play each other. So he cheated all through, you know, <laughs> mulligan, kicked it out of the brush, did whatever. He actually won. And then, actually, at the club, had them take down the guy's name and put his name on it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. 2019 is a really weird time. Oh, my God. Uh, and it, it just makes you, it makes you, I mean, uh, yeah. once again, I'm not into politics. But, uh, and, I mean, you got to play golf. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but I mean, but, a guy like that yeah. who basically just has to win and pretty much says 
what's not true until <laughs> it starts to become true. Right. Then after a while, you know, it, it was just it, I was like, wow. Well, was was the podcast you were listening to about golf, or was it about books? Was it about the book? Yeah, it was oh, about the book. That's cool. Yeah, yeah, it was about the book. I was wondering if it was a golf podcast because yeah. in the conversation with with Casey Earl Flynn, mm-hmm. we talked about doing like a, a bet your ash spinoff that literally is just him and I talking about golf. every tournament, not just the big ones. Yeah. Um, I don't know if that would come into fruition at all, but we discussed it a little. There's a season for that. Yeah, there's a whole season, and it starts in January, really, and and it goes into into August now with the way they rescheduled it. That could be a good thing. It could be fun. Um, And do it, you know, I I, I enjoy this podcasting experience. Absolutely. Um, Cool, man. Well, so let's let's take a little break, and we'll tell everybody where they should be hanging out, and Mm -hmm. then... I'll plug in the uh, the conversation with Casey Earl Flynn, and then we'll say goodbye. Absolutely. Right. So, if you guys are ever in Colorado, or Denver specifically, I in, know where you should be hanging out. In the Capitol Hill area. It's really where everything is happening. People say Rhino. People say downtown. People say all the other things. Some people say in a shack up in the mountains. However, in the Capitol Hill area, there is a place, Capitol Cigars. Right on Colfax. 919 East Colfax. Did I do that right this time? East? 919 East, East Colfax. Colfax. And let me tell you, Colfax is where all the excitement goes down. It you know? is. It is. There's <laughs> food to eat, there's concerts to see, there's partying to do, and there's cigars to smoke right here. Absolutely. We also have a full bar, so you can do a pairing with your cigar, cognacs, whiskey, scotch, uh, tequila, vodka of your choice, and then have sit back and have a nice adult beverage along with a cigar. Yep, come see us. All right, buddy. Casey Earl Flynn, thank you for joining us. Thanks for having me, Greg. Um, no, Neil, just you and me talking yeah, golf. That's right. I can dig it. Um, I miss him already, dearly. I do too, yeah. honestly. It's, it's weird. It's we're, weird. We're in his office. He's not here. <laughs> Smoking his cigars, mm-hmm. drinking his beer. I paid for the cigars. <laughs> uh, <so laughs> um, it is. The British Open this week, or this coming weekend. The Open. The Open, sorry. We only call it British because we're in the United States. Yeah, because we're douchebags. But it is The Open. And you are going to be in Alaska, and therefore not here. That's why we're recording early. Correct. I haven't had a chance to do any of my research yet. I usually wait till Monday or Tuesday because I want to see the top 20 odds and I want to see, you know, if anybody's gotten into an argument with their wife or whatever. You know, maybe I want the news, right? But this is interesting because I can kind of use you to help get my ball rolling. And you can. Okay. So let's start where I usually start. Let's talk about the course. The open moves around. Right? There's yes. there's like 10, 10 courses they cycle through or something, right? There is. I'm not discrediting... Cut that out. I'm not <laughs> discrediting... Dis, how do I say that? You Discred- said it both times. I'm not discrediting the course itself. It doesn't matter? This is the British Open. And again, I'm not saying it doesn't matter, but this is the British Open. These are very... These are just... this. It's... This, it's the old course. Right. Know? It's British style it's, golf. It's, it's Link style. It's Link's course. It, it has to do with much... At the U.S. Open, the last three times I sat here and talked to you, Greg, I talked to you about the course. Yeah. And about how that was going to affect the players. This is not our conversation 
today. Okay, cool. And so again, it I'm not discrediting the course in any way. It's Royal Portrush. Royal Portrush. For the record. Which, for the record, is an incredibly amazing thing. We're finally going back to Northern Ireland. Yeah, it's in Northern which, Ireland. This Legendary course, come, right? Yeah, which is rare because they had to take it off of the 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 cycle because of what's going on politically there over the last million years or whatever. Yeah. So 50, when 60, things get 80. but it's it's an actually really a cool thing that it's back to Northern Ireland. Okay. okay? Um so does that and that's gonna, or what? <laughs> we'll, He's we'll get to that. Okay. We'll get to that. Sorry, okay. I'm, I'm, I get excited. We're going to get excited. to that. Yeah. We're going to get to that. But I'm not today I'm not we're not going to talk about the course. This is Lynx Golf. Right. That's so, just it. So the do course doesn't necessarily, the conditions four. are everything. 10-4. Let's do a quick overview on what Lynx, a Lynx course means, right? Okay. Like, very few, very, yeah, <laughs> lots of space, right? Very what? few, very few water, uh, like obstacles, very yeah. few sand obstacles. It's a lot of space. There's some sand, right? There's some okay. bunkers. But hold on. So flat, but flat is in tabletop flat to where yeah. everything to right or left rolls off. There's edges. Yeah. And yeah. rolls off yeah. means you're in the straw. Yeah. So the, the rough is nasty. The, the rough is nasty. No, there, there is no rough. The rough is waist high. Like weeds, so we, or we got to go with the heather, I believe, depending on where. Maybe not in Northern Ireland. So I don't accuracy, really know what they're. Accuracy is key. It's beyond key, and we're saying like, you could hit a drive right down the middle, but if you have a little right to left spin, it will roll down the fairway and gradually go left and left or right and right and. Fall off that tabletop and into the shit, into essentially. The shit. Got it. Which is a, a, I mean, yeah, a bunker, a water. Like, they would give anything to drop the ball from water <laughs> yeah. compared to what they're going to. All they need to do is do that little old school tiger, rip it down the middle with the two iron. Once you get aggressive... You either win or lose. It's very simple. Like, it's just the ball, you need to hit it with topspin. It needs to roll right down the middle of the fairway. Right. Period. There's no shaping. There's no Bubba Watson shaping the shot here. And he does, he can do that, but, like, it's just that his percentages, you'll see him. He'll probably shoot well on the first day, and then slowly it just teeters off. Good you enough. have to just hit a straight shot I like right down the middle and let it not spin one way or the other. I like betting the daily matchups. Maybe I look at Bubba Watson for round one matchup. I bet him day matchup. one and bet him and then, hard no and on day fade three. Fade him on day three. Fade Got, him it. Hard. Got okay. it. Notice. Notice. Um, so you brought him up, man. Is, is this Tiger's tournament or what? He's gonna go stinger, stinger, stinger all day. Hit some putts. I I hope. I, I mean, I hope, man. I'm just. This is our last major. This is the last time I get to be on this podcast, and I'm so happy to be here, and I'm so happy to be. And I'm just driving here. I'm just thinking, like, I wanted to cry, man. What a great year it's been. 
We yeah. got to see Tiger Woods win the fucking Masters, <laughs> and we got and then straight into the first time, first time that you know we get to see the PGA played next. Yeah, which I just love. I My thought it was energy's cool. up. I it think worked. everybody's golf energy is up. Mm-hmm. Like it's just. It's just feeling right. It feels and right. We went and then we, had to, we went four straight months with a major. You know what I mean? It, it, it felt great. It, it feels really feel good. Great. Yeah. And, of course, we get the Kepka and we get the, the Woodland. Just U.S. was just, I mean, I he can't even. So well. he, he played so well. He played so well. So well. And I'm going to remind me to go back to him. I just saw him at 45-1. to I'm sure he could get even so, better odds in other outlets, too. Do you have another? Because I'm about to just go, because I'm ready to go. Go. That's what okay. you're here for. So that's why I handed you that cigar and let's, that beer. Let's let's start with the woodland thing. Okay. One of the he's walking up 18, about to win the U.S. Open. I don't know who the announcer was. I don't know. Isn't it always whatever. Jim Nance? Jim Nance, whatever. <laughs> Said it beautifully. It's not always. Said Jim it Nance, absolutely it perfectly, and it's a good for this podcast. Especially, we're talking about gambling on golf, mm-hmm. correct? Mm-hmm. Um, it's one of my favorite things to do. What a, what a great lesson for us to have learned was Gary Woodland came in, in Jim Nance's words, and factual information, 146th, I believe, yeah. in scrambling. Yeah. And on that, on... Which I believe I said on the pot, like they have to scramble. They have yeah. to be able to chip out of the rough and get up and down. Yeah. Gary Woodland came in, I believe, 146, 147th in the world. What was he that day, Greg? Late Not on. that day. That, that week. weekend, yeah, later on. What do you think? Second, third. One. Yeah. First. Yeah. Great. Lesson to learn, mm-hmm. and that's what Jim Nance said, or whoever again, not quoting anyone, yeah, whoever the hell to. said it. I forget which he channel said, has the PGA exactly. as the as you know, know. I know Joe Nance, Buck, I don't Jim Nance does, does the Masters every Anywho, year, so it depends on what channel says it doesn't matter what you come into, it matters what you were that week, right? Period, end of story. One of the it gives me the chills even talking about it. Yeah. Gary Woodland was number one in scrambling, and I said it on this podcast, whoever scrambles better. But I had said the best scrambler is this guy. That's who I think, which was Justin Rose at the time. That's why we had him. And he was close. Yeah, he played great. He played great. But who won was the guy who scrambled the best that day. Yeah. And I bring that up because we're going to Northern Ireland. And it's scramble time. Whoever, we have some of the, the winners. Look at the past winners of the British Open. Right. It's it's the greatest, one of the greatest, it really is. And I've probably said this for everyone. But it's it just, they're all so special. And that's why we have four majors. And that's why we call them major. Because they're just so special. Yeah. And this it's is so special. We can't look at the history on this specific course. Because nobody's played it in years. I love that but we can't. It kind it of makes it. It kind of exactly. makes it kind of uh, levels it's the playing field. Who is right? going to play better this week? Yeah. Okay. With that said, that doesn't give anyone any fun ideas on what to do. Let's start with the Irish guy, dude. What's up? Can right. Rory win this tournament? Thank you. 
And That's, I, this is exactly where I wanted to go. Yeah, not to go like straight to the and headlines. Like, no, no, no. Let's get to the headlines, so, man. Do you know what they say when the winner receives the trophy? No. Of the, beyond congratulations? They say to the champion golfer of the year. Yeah, because okay. it's the Open. Because they're a little pretentious. Well, that's fine. But remember, they also created the remember, fucking game of the golf. Sport started okay? in Scotland, so they have every reason Ireland, to be a little pretentious Britain, about yeah, the game of yeah, golf yeah, yeah. because they created it yeah, ten thousand years yeah, ago yeah, or whatever. Absolutely, three thousand. So the champion golfer of the year. Yeah, you tell me who do you think is the champion golfer of the year this year? I'm not talking about winners. I'm talking about, <laughs> I know you're going to say that, and that's. A valid argument. I'm just saying but he has been crushing over the, the champion last year, golfer, year and a half. The champion golfer of the year this year, thus far, going into the British Open, is Rory McIlroy. 100% every stat you'll he's look at. He's been playing great. Every stat. He hasn't won. Yeah, but, but he's been playing great. Every stat you look at, yeah. scoring average, uh, driving accuracy, yeah. driving distance, yeah. every stat you look at. Rory McIlroy is the champion golfer of the world, I just, and I believe he wins this week. I just saw him as the favorite. He and Coca both are eight to one. And again, I'm, at other outlets, you're going to get different numbers, so, etc. But he's the favorite. Now, mind you, I recently placed a little wager on Dustin Johnson when he was the favorite, and he didn't make the cut. I mean, it, just because he's the favorite doesn't mean he's going to be in contention on Sunday. We know that, fine. right? We know that, but. Rory's at home, and I'm not even, I didn't even want to say Rory's at home, because Rory is the champion golfer of the year thus far, and if I were, if I had 10 grand, I'd put 7 grand on top 10, Rory, 3, or 2 grand, top 5, Rory, and a grand on the win. Wow. And if you hit it, you hit it big. Yeah, but I'm telling you, you're not going to lose the top ten. Right, the seven. But it's probably nine. even money. It might even be less. It might it's be probably minus. yeah. You're, it's probably a minus number. Like I said, I, the, but it has we won't nothing have the to do 10. with the fact that it's we won't have Northern the top Island. ten odds till Monday or Tuesday. And this is when we're talking about. I get that it's not the value pick. Yeah. Unfortunately, honestly, unfortunately, this is in Northern Ireland. Yeah. Because now everyone's going to be like. Ugh. This has nothing to do with location. This has to do with the champion golfer yeah. of the year, which is Rory McIlroy. He's been absolutely phenomenal all year. He has not won. I get it. But <laughs> he's not going to get less than top ten. Right. It's absolutely guaranteed. Anyway, you're going to love who my value pick is because mm. it's your favorite golfer in the world. Hideki Matsuyama? 40 to 1. It's it's the easiest bet in the world. Talk about top 10, top 5. Hideki Matsuyama will be up there. He He's always had a has great that one year. bad day. He's a, okay. This is why I wanted to talk about this. Let's. What did he... What was, He didn't have a bad day at the U.S. Open. No, His, you're right. He had well, two plus ones. Two one over four days, but at that tournament on it, that course, like people were going under, no. man, and at plus one isn't good enough. But they weren't blowups. No, his, usually true. his bad day. So are I he, feel like he, are we saying he's he's put that blowout day in his rear view? He, he's not going to do that anymore. I think that he has leveled out 
And I know it was just one tournament, but he hasn't been on the tour. He hasn't been doing a lot. He's doing the important ones. Yeah. And he wants it. Same with Coco. I like that. And he has it. And at 40 to 1. Again, I'm talking. Now I'm going to value. Yeah. No, that's what I want to talk about. Value. Hideki Matsuyama at 40 to fucking 1. Are you kidding me? I love it. I already bet it, actually. I bet it in Vegas. I bet Ricky Fowler as well. At 25? 25. Yeah, I saw him at 25. Don't really necessarily love him. I don't love him. But, dude, when you're going to give numbers like that to players like that. Yeah. On, I actually I, I thought do speed like the twenty five to one, but I'll tell you what I, would saying, I wish we would have done the the first round, uh, and I kind of kind of see this with Ricky, a first round leader. That's kind of in his his and mo. That is, and the same with Mont. I would do the same with Montiama. Wow. I'd put twenty bucks on both for first round leader. Let me fire some other names at you. Please. I really like Emiliano Grillo. Well, you have to because you accidentally bet it. <laughs> it's a great story, huh? So it's I thought I was betting him for the U.S. Open, and I blew it. And so now I have him at 50 to 1 <laughs> to win this weekend. Talk about a value. Because... Well, that's what he's on. Look look I saw him just now. He's at 50. I, oh, I saw him at 50 just now. Really? Just now. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, I mean, he's accurate. He doesn't. He doesn't go super far, but he goes super straight. You know what so I mean? The, and there's I feel a name like I he can stay out of trouble. You know what I mean? For this week, a name I want to throw out just for people remembering what has happened in this tournament in the past. And one is a Darren Clark. Yours, actually, you and I were in Vegas together. Yeah, we were. That was a fun weekend. Darren I Clark. Nothing. No, he was like fifty. Million years old. I don't yeah. even know. No one had ever. Even, he was always a great golfer. Yeah. But that weekend, just literally like a four iron down the middle, and then a four yeah. iron. It's old man game kind of golf. It's just a simple. It's not this, and I'm not necessarily fading Kepka. I'm really not because he's just got this mentality that's like. <laughs> Yeah. Blows my mind. He yeah. really has blown my mind this he year. He focuses so hard yeah. on the majors that you can't. But him. this isn't. But a, you're not getting a good number. This isn't on a him. bomb your drive and like make. It doesn't matter. You can be See? ten yards from the green and fuck up massively. So you not to, to backtrack, but that's why I don't like Rory. Rory over the last two and a half years has been very much into very much like Dustin Johnson cutting corners. So what if you end up in the rough? We're taking the shortest path to the, to the hole. And I feel like that this is the worst place to play like that. Now, can can he pull He's that? there. <laughs> yeah, but he might be from there, but he, he plays, okay. Okay. plays the American style, right? Okay. And, and Dustin just... Johnson, similar, man. He takes the shortest path, which is a straight line. And if he's in the rough, he has confidence in his you escapability. Absolutely valid points. Again, I'm sticking with. The theme of this tournament is the champion golfer of the year. And Rory McIlroy is 100%. Well, he's... he's at There's the, four golfers right now, I think, that have let, a chance. Let's hear it. Let's hear your four. My four are Matt Kuchar, actually. I was going to ask you about Kuchar. Absolutely. He's been playing really well this year. Just playing great. Yeah, yeah. Whether or not even he, like, show Like, he's going to get the shakes the second, like... Even if he's not he a gets good in tipper, the, he's in a, the he's mix. He's He'll be golfer. in the mix. 
He'll be in the mix. Bad tipper, good golfer. Yeah. Sure. No temper, just no. He not have temper. That, like, not temper. He doesn't tipper. have it. Tipper. Oh. Bad tipper. Gotcha. Good golfer. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cheap fuck. Who are the other? Who yeah. are the other guys in your top four? Okay. Rory, Rory and Kuchar. Rory Kuchar, Matsuyama. Oh yeah. And oh well, Kepka. I mean, you cannot put okay. him there. So or you can't not put him. Any there. faith but, in any faith in Woodland? No, none. No. Any faith in these two kids that just just got the uh, that have been playing great these last few weeks? Victor Hovland? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you kidding me? Yeah, the kid's amazing. He Talk about the like, first round leader. He has, you want to make fuck, some like, money? He doesn't really care first about the round game. leader or first round. He matches. will not win the British Open. Okay, the but, Open. But we already had this first round leader. Absolutely. Okay. Especially if we can get a if you can get ten to one on Victor Hovland. Oh, you're gonna get better I'd than that in the first round. It won't 20, be up till Tuesday. I don't care. It won't be up till Tuesday. Put everything you own for on first that. round leader, and it'll probably be the tie. Do we know the answer to this? Do yeah, we get paid we on a tie or yeah, not? Yeah, yeah, yeah. However many people they tie, divide it. you get that percentage, okay, okay. right? So when I had Rory, that's been first years round, in the works. Yeah, right? and then it happened, right? And then yeah. I had Rory first round. There was three guys. I got a third of the payoff, and he, and and, and, and my and my wager back. So I, I did what? Rory will shoot. Couple under, mm-hmm. he'll be in the top thirty. No, we're gonna see a, yeah, so, something like a Hamlin, even a Cooch. So let's like, talk about the old guys. What about thing. what about Tiger and what about Phil? Phil, fade, hard fade. Yeah. Like literally bet against him in daily matchups every day. Yeah, you'll win three out of the four days. I would. <laughs> I would, and or, okay, I or will just avoid, or just avoid it. Like I also not, like betting against him because I think he's kind of. A he came guy. out hot this year, and he really did. And we have to give him all the. I mean, it's sure. incredible at his age he's, what he's doing. He's, but those CBD chews no. are are, are obviously working. Tiger out the him. same way. Tiger's gonna be. Tiger's gonna make the cut and be at the bottom of the list at okay. the end of the, That's yeah. figured. I mean, of course. I mean, we just again. Could we I, got, oh. Like what? What would make this? How could this year get any better? An Italian winning, a gentleman name Francesco Molinari. I'll tell you what. Did you know? You know how I was talking about Emiliano Grillo being Italian? He's not. He's from Argentina. We have to do one of those. I think he's an Italian Argentinian. Like I think he's he's Argentinian, but of Italian descent. But I, I mean, he's well, he claims he's Ar- he, he, he flies the Argentinian flag. Yeah. Okay. So if we're gonna get an Italian winner, his name's gonna be Francesco Molinari. Frankie yeah. Meatballs, baby. Frankie Marinara. Dude, Let's hey, go, dude. Let's go. Cannot be on a podcast about golf right now without to to. I think that talk about a value pick. <laughs> The reason why he's he's had an exceptional year, maybe yeah. a better, actually, hundred percent a better year than last year, but we're gonna get value on him because they're like nobody, yeah, wins two in a row. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he can win two in a row. He can win two in a row, and he could run away with it too. Yeah, he really can run away with it. I love that guy. I love that guy. Too. And usually in the majors, he brings his brother as his caddy. Yeah, Eduardo Molinari, yeah. who's who's also a great golfer. A great. What golfer. he'll tell you a better golfer. Yeah. But it's the it's, it's the, the mental thing. It's yeah, the yeah, thing. Yeah, it's, yeah. But to have your brother on the bag, 
So I hope that he does. It's that. cool. And I'd be. He's done it a few times. So it's it's called the British Open, right? Well, to us, but it's the Open. Yep. But we'd be remiss for lack. I don't know the right term there. I'm going to use that one if we don't discuss Justin Rose. He's the best British golfer ever. Right, like we, ever, man. You know, we, yeah, no. <laughs> right? yes. like, Justin, Justin Rose is absolutely. Can is. Justin Rose have a big weekend? I mean, can you yes. know his game? You I know don't. His game. I don't. I just don't. You don't I just don't it? like him. Right. And I, I've been again on this podcast now. This is my fourth time, and all three times I said Justin you, Rose, Justin Rose, Justin yeah, Rose. Yeah, yeah. I fade him. Not for nothing. You I have fade been him this week. You've been great all, all, on all these majors. And I've really I haven't enjoyed. picked a winner. Well, you've, you've thrown some names out there that have been in contention. Like, yeah. My question is, if there's a demand for it, maybe we'll get some emails about it, maybe we'll get here on social media about it, but like, should we consider doing like a full-on like spin-off golf gambling podcast all next season? Just you and I, and literally do every week. So... Every week, I you do can, this podcast in my head. Right. So you can and call I mean, in every and single talent. week. And I'm like, why is it just the majors? Like, right. We can, we can win always. money every week. And the fact is, and I've done pretty good. And if we're going year. deep, if we're going deep weekly, we could talk about the U.S. Open. Or I mean, sorry, the uh, the PGA and the senior or the champions. I don't care if it's the. And they have the weirdest names now, like yeah, the yeah, shark yeah. bite. Something. <laughs> I don't even know. We can, we can even, you know, dabble in it. some ladies. I want to do it every week. All right. Well, let's let's have a conversation. I don't do lady golf, right. but they're incredible. Yeah, and I love watching. Yeah, them. it's fun. But we, I don't. We, we'll talk about this more off 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 pod. But if anybody is interested in hearing Casey Earl Flynn and I every do, week. Do a like a, a proper golf gambling podcast all next season from from the from the the the, the beginning Hawaii literally to, from the, the Hawaii to, to Riviera to to all the way through Hawaii to Atlanta all the way through let, let us know if that's of interest if there's some demand I'm down man I'm down and actually there's no reason for you not to come back when we're in the, in the FedEx Cup time you know what I mean like that's a, I think I, I think Atlanta's awesome I think you should too. <laughs> I think that Atlanta, that East Lake course, is so much fun. I love that they finish there every year. It's a great course, yeah. and that's—I mean—it's a short field, and it's—and it's for tons of money. So it's exciting, you know what I mean? It's an exciting one. And then, do we have the Presidents Cup this year? Is that the one this year? It's one or the other, either the Presidents Cup or the other cup, the uh, Ryder Ryder Cup. It's not right. It's not so, Ryder Cup, so we might have the France last year. So, so we might have the pres- Presidents Cup this year. Cup this year. We can we can talk about that if it's we'll interesting. Presidents Cup. We'll Presidents. But we should do FedEx for sure. Yeah, at and least at very least the final. For the record, like, that is part of the reason why they're changing the schedule of the majors. Yeah, to make that a big deal. Yeah, and I love it, it is a big deal. It is now. fucking ten million dollars, dude. And it's going to be more of a big deal than any major, right? They're moving it up a little bit too, so it's not competing with football. I mean, it's a brilliant move. It's it was, genius. It was a brilliant, and move. it's felt so good. And I'm like, gambling and golf. Great. Gambling on golf is at an all time. It's at its all time best. I mean, it I really, really enjoy it. Right. Not now. to mention, listeners, we have gambling all across the country. All of a sudden, yeah, it's. Beautiful. I mean, slowly, Indiana, but by next this yeah. time next year. Wow. Think about this time three years from now. You know what I mean? We're gonna, we're gonna, everywhere, we're, there's going to be more states with yeah. legal gambling than not. 
So, so we're going to, I mean, we're going to keep doing this. I'd like to do it every week, personally. All right. We can do it under the bet bet your ash and I uh, bet your ash like umbrella. We can do like bet your ash four or whatever yeah. little little like name we give it, and it can just be you and I talking. And about I can do week. a six person. Yeah, we you can, know we can definitely. It's not just picking the winner. Yeah, or we'll just picking it. the top ten or top five. We we'll can do, pick a team. We can do all that fantasy. We can, we can do all that. We can do all that. I'd love to do cool. fantasy golf um, with this podcast, of course. Yeah, let's. I'm in. Um, all right. Well, that's something we'll keep discussing, and I'm I'm not against it at all. I, I've really enjoyed our conversations about golf, and I really enjoy this podcasting medium. So I'm not against it at all. Sweet. Um, so, so just run right back. Matsuyama. Value. Rory McIlroy. Brooks Kepka. Matt Kuchar. Matt Kuchar. Those are your four that you like the most. It's a no-brainer. Yeah. A hundred bucks, they go four of the top five. <laughs> You're too bad we can't do parlays. Yeah. <laughs> parlays are top five, so those payoffs would get huge. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you very much. Appreciate you coming in. Thanks uh, for having me, Greg. Have a blast Ooh. in Alaska. Um, <laughs> have a blast in Alaska. Have a good time. I hope you have uh, the ability to watch everything next week. And... Uh, me too. I hope we will make a whole lot of money. Me too. All right, so that was the conversation. With Casey. With Casey Earl Flynn. And, uh, yeah, British Open's exciting. I can't wait. Mm-hmm. It starts tomorrow morning. And it's awesome because since it's in Scotland, it starts at, like, 4 in the morning. Oh, wow. So I'll just stay up. So you got, uh, you've got... Uh, I've got Matt Kuchar. Matt like Kuchar. Yeah. So, did you go with any other? I also have a little wager on Emiliano Grillo, but the reason I have that wager uh-huh. is because two months ago, when the U.S. Open, or last month, I guess, when the U.S. Open was going down, uh-huh. I bet the wrong bet. Uh-huh. I meant to bet him for the U.S. Open, and yeah. I just bet him for the Open, which uh-huh. is what they call the British Open. Only Americans call it the British Open. Gotcha. Right? People in uh-huh. in Europe or everywhere else are just called the, the Open. open. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, so I'm an idiot. So, or I'm secret genius. Who knows? <laughs> um, but. So it's a ketchup bet. Ketchup bet, yeah. So let's go Griot and Kucher. Those are the two we like. Alrighty. Um, what do you think of this cigar now that we've smoked half of it? Um, It half. definitely does warm up a little bit. Did your it's feelings a- change from. From previous experiences with it? Still not one of the most complex lighter smokes that I've had. Kind of boring. And it might be it might be on a little bit of the boring side. Yeah. However, I can definitely see how someone who does smoke lighter smokes mm-hmm. and is looking for a day-to-day smoke, that this would definitely be a great cigar to smoke. Or like a warm outdoor cigar. Or yeah, you don't want something too heavy. Yeah, absolutely, like absolutely. On so, the golf course, something like that. Yeah, the Arturo yeah. Fuente Conquistador. So there are definitely um, places and times. For any. Yeah, I guess really right. for any cigar. For any cigar, you're right. <laughs> All right, well, this is going to end up being a long podcast. So uh-huh. let's say goodbye. Uh-huh. Let's um, tell everybody that they can follow us or holler at us on, on Twitter. On Twitter and on Instagram at betyourashpod. And email us, contact at betyourash.com. And please give us five stars on the Apple or wherever you're listening. That's, mm-hmm. that's really important. That's really big for us. Mm-hmm. 
And uh, anything else? That should do it. That should do it. We'll talk to you next week. Aloha, mamá. Sorry por responder hasta ahora. Estuve toda la tarde con mi unidad arreglando un helicóptero Black Hawk. Hawái es increíble. Luego te cuento más. Te quiero. Be all you can be. Visitando goarmy.com diagonal español.